Hello and welcome to Cosmos Science Daily, where journalists at the Cosmos Newsroom report on the latest research and discoveries and explain the science behind the headline news. Today's newsroom journalist and science graduate specialising in genetics, immunology and citizen science, Emma Perfetto, is updating us on what a new Labour government means for the future of the Great Barrier Reef. And I am Dr Sophie Calabretto, applied mathematician and fluid mechanist who has still never seen the reef unless you're talking about the 2010 Australian horror film of the same name. So the Great Barrier Reef is an Australian icon. It was added to the UNESCO World Heritage List in 1981, and for good reason. It's the world's largest single structure made by living organisms. But the reef is in danger due to the effects of climate change. Just this past summer, it experienced its fourth mass bleaching event in seven years, with 91% of the reef experiencing some level of bleaching, according to the summer 2021-2022 Reef Snapshot Report. So, with a new federal Labor government, what's in store for the Great Barrier Reef in the coming decades? Now, Emma, you talked to some experts last week to try to answer this question. What did you find out? I think to start off, I'll just give a little bit of context for how climate change is actually affecting the reef. Great. So we've all probably heard of coral bleaching in some context before. It's a process where when a coral gets stressed by changes to its environment, it's ex- it expels these symbiotic algae that live within its tissues. And when this happens, the coral loses a key source of its energy, these sugars that the algae produce as a result of photosynthesis. And this can have really dire consequences for the coral. So what I'm kind of assuming here, it's just kind of climate change that is making some of those stresses worse? Exactly. So the reef's number one stressor are the effects of climate change. Right. For instance, because we have those increased levels of carbon dioxide in our atmosphere, that results in more CO2 dissolving into the ocean, which makes it more acidic. And as the earth continues to warm due to increased levels of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere, the ocean continues to warm as well. Um, And that leads to more marine heat waves, uh, which is not good for corals, uh, as you might guess. So I spoke to Dr. Jodie Rummer, who is an associate professor at the Australian Research Council Centre of Excellence for Coral Reef Studies at James Cook University. And she said to me that with the trajectory that we're on right now, we'll be seeing by even the year 2044, annual mass bleaching events on the Great Barrier Reef and coral reefs worldwide. Okay, Emma, that sounds pretty relentless, and I'm guessing that that wouldn't allow the corals enough time to sort of recover between bleaching events. Yeah, you're correct. So corals need time to recover, mm-hmm. and annual annual bleaching just doesn't allow for that. If global warming exceeds 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels, then according to Dr. Rummer, we would lose the reef altogether. Wow. Yeah. So naturally, I had to find out whether the new Labor government's current energy policies are in line with staying below that 1.5 degrees of, of warming. And can you guess what I found? Okay. So Emma, I'm going to guess that generally we're moving in a more positive direction, but I'm going to also guess that it's not positive enough. 
yeah, you've hit the nail on the head with that one there. So currently the government has a target to reduce Australia's greenhouse gas emissions from 2005 levels by 43% by 2030. Mm -hmm. Okay. That is a far more ambitious goal than the Liberal National Coalition's previous target, which was a 26 to 28% reduction. Right. So the country is finally moving in the right direction, taking those first steps in addressing climate change. However, according to a report by Climate Analytics, that goal is still only consistent with two degrees of warming by 2100. Okay, and didn't the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change find that coral reefs would mostly disappear in a two degrees warmer world? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that's kind of what what Dr. Roma was talking about earlier, about losing the reef. So this all sounds like a lot of doom and gloom, which I think we're used to as of recent (laughs) years with everything to do with climate change. Just by now, yeah, it's all doom and gloom. (laughs) But in the wake of the election, there's still actually a lot to be optimistic about. Okay. So there have been an unprecedented number of Greens candidates and Teal independents elected to the crossbench in this election, and their emissions reduction targets are in line with limiting global warming to 1.5 degrees. Okay, good. So those targets are a 60% reduction uh, in the case of the Teal independents, and the Greens have a target of a whopping 74% reduction. Yeah. Those are the kinds of immediate and aggressive action that we need to take in order to save the reef. I mean, yeah, what I thought has been really great about this election, it, it just has really shown that Australia wants action on climate change, hasn't it? Absolutely. So I spoke with Dr. Maxine Newlands, who is a political scientist at James Cook University, and she said that this is definitely a sign of shifting public sentiment. Yeah. So according to Dr. Newlands, the presence of these climate forward members of Parliament and the Senate will help to keep climate change on the political agenda, sort of put, putting pressure on particularly Labor, but also Liberal liberals. Uh, as well to address that. So we really have this opportunity to catalyse some, you know, important action on climate change and take those really necessary steps that we have to to make sure that the Barrier Reef survives for future generations. And I I really hope that we do take those steps. So do I, Emma, because I think we always forget that, you know, sometimes when something's gone, it will never come back. And I think this this is something that we need to think about. When the reef is gone, it won't come back. But it's great that we're moving in a more positive direction. So thank you very much, Emma, for updating us on that. And thank you to everyone for listening. Be sure to keep an ear out for our next installment of Cosmos Science Daily. This podcast was brought to you by Cosmos, a publication of the Royal Institution of Australia. From Listener and Cosmos magazine comes Huh? Science Explained, a new weekly podcast answering all of life's questions, big and small, in just 10 minutes. Download the Listener app now and listen for free. Listener.